They're going three and two and one. All right, here we go, Kansas. Here we go, Missouri high school football. Welcome to Snap Tackle Pod Week Nine, I believe, for Dion Clisso of Preps KC and myself, Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. How's it going out there? How are you? Raytown South there? Raytown the South. Yes, yeah. this is a, a, this is a, a, an old Raytown South hat, um, circa David Alley days. Um, when he yeah. was there, uh, he got me one of these and, uh, it was, it was something nice to annoy my father who went to Raytown, uh, to have this hat. And so that was, that was good. And, and as you notice, I haven't gotten a lot of new hats. I think your Mill Valley hat you got me a few years ago is the newest one I've, I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, Raytown South under William Harris came over from Van Horn. They're having a tough year. They're over, uh, they're going up against Ruskin who has the one win. Um, when they played Wyandotte, I think it was a few mm-hmm. weeks back. So uh, yeah. that's a that's a good game for both teams. And 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 to the Ruskin faithful, I'm not I'm not picking a favorite here. I, you know, we're just trying to cycle through our hats this year and and, and give a shout out. But uh, no, I was kind of I was never a mesh hat guy. And then I got one of these. And I'm like, this is, this is actually kind of nice hat. Looks good on you, Dion. It looks it good. Like- it, it, the colors match, so it's. Uh, I do. You know, if we had a cool, if we had a cool interlocking logo like this this is kind of what i wouldn't mind a preps kc hat with. well Allie needs to get you a hat for uh grain valley now well actually the truth be told my son has a grain valley hat um, okay and he's a bit uh, my son we live close to grain valley we kind of live by blue spring south and grain valley and uh we have gone down to practice since my son was little and he really likes coach Allie a lot and he's now 11 and uh we went down for the jamboree uh evidently there was a mix-up in the hats that they ordered uh with grain valley this year and they sent them a bunch of children's size hats Mm-hmm. So, so David was handing him out to the coach's kids. Oh. And, and so he has a Grain Valley football hat for this year. And I actually kind of looked for it. I mean, who knows where it's at? It's probably his mother's car, but uh, yeah. or his grandparents. I looked for it. I was going to kind of put it on a little bit and see how it how it looked. But no, yeah, that, my son has a Grain Valley hat. Uh, so that's the yeah. there. But uh, Ray John South uh, had some good days and, and hopefully they'll get back up there again. William Harris uh, played for David Alley um, and one some guy named Donahoe, who was a coach there for three years so he played with those guys and then and now he's back at Raytown South uh so hopefully they'll get that program turned around and Ruskin you know coach Perkins has done a good job they've just been man unlucky this year they've had COVID issues twice and mm-hmm. uh, you know you start and start your season a couple times and it's <laughs> you know, yeah anything anything's possible so yeah um well as we mentioned it is uh week nine of the uh football season for Missouri week eight of the football season for Kansas but we we we, we join up Finally, it's the last week of the regular season for both states. So both states are kind of in the same uh, same boat. And it's it, it's weird in that, like, Deanna, everybody makes the playoffs now in Kansas and Missouri. Back then, I mean, we were doing the math on, like, oh, okay, who are going to be the two teams out of this four-team district? Or even before that, the one team out of this four-team district. Now everybody's in. It's just going to be where you position once you get to the, to the playoffs and the bracket. So a lot of scoreboard watching going on this week. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and, and you know, you, you think you always want that number one seed, you know, on the Missouri side, uh, you, you, you do want the number one seed because you get home field all the way through districts, but when you get out of your district, it's like who hosted, who hasn't, what side of the bracket you were on. To give you an example, Liberty North, which is the ranked number one, tied with CBC again this week, mm-hmm. uh, big class school in the state of Missouri. They are seven or six and one. They missed a game against Staley. They are the two seed in their district behind an undefeated Park Hill South who has had a great season and is doing well um, and who just got their first win over a class six school last week over Lee Summit. Conference, their schedule, um, the, you know, they do what they have to do. 
So they're going to sit as the one seed. Now, if you're Liberty North, you, you say to yourself, well, geez, you know, we played this tough schedule. We ought to be the one seed. Yeah. Well, you, and it's what the, the, the wins and losses are weighted in Missouri, correct? Yes. Yes. I mean, in, in class six, it's tough because you get no bonus for playing up, even though right. they went down to Bentonville and played a class seven team in Bentonville yeah. down in Arkansas. But if you're, if you're Liberty North and you have designs on not just winning a district, but going deep, in class six, there's only 32 teams. So when you win your district, the next round is semifinals. Well, if you're Liberty North and you go to Park Hill South and you beat them and win the district, you have a much higher chance of hosting your semifinal game than to get on the bus and drive to St. Louis to play a Francis Howell or a Hazelwood Central uh, or, or whoever, Marquette, whoever comes out of that district. So uh, sometimes it benefits you. I mean, and, and, and another funny little thing on the Missouri side, Platte County and Grain Valley have won their districts the last two years. Both games, because of just the way it worked out, have been played at Platte County. Right now, Platte County is slotted as the two seed in their district, and probably, unless Porto Sage loses to William Christman, will be the two seed in their district. Grain mm-hmm. Valley is currently the one seed. And if they beat Belton, they'll be the one seed in their district. Well, if they were to play, if they were both to win their districts, Green Valley has to go to Black County for a third year in a row. So yeah, it's a it's a funny thing, and um, you know I'd like them to, you know, you could you could use that point system I think to weight districts, and if your district was a was a higher weighted district, maybe you would get to host those next rounds out. But I, I may be going too deep into the weeds on the Kansas side. You're a higher. At least they're trying already. on the Missouri side. On the Kansas side, it's all record. It's all record, and, and you get some funky things, and um, and and you host as a higher seed, no matter where, all the way to the to the state championship game. So at least you know if you've earned that number one seed, you know you're not going yeah. anywhere. Um, yeah. and, and it'll all be decided on your field. So, uh, but you know, somebody gets knocked off before. We've seen some one seeds, especially in five H. Legal had the one seed uh, one year, uh, and 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 you know they they won a game, I think, and then they went off and uh, were knocked out in the second round. So, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a situation where I, I, there are benefits to what Kansas does because they, they hire seeded all the way through to the semis and yeah. benefits what Missouri does. So this last week, you know, some people think, Oh, there's going to be a ton of movement, Missouri, not so much. Some of those points are, are locked in there. I mean, um, and, and who they're playing like Park Hill South is playing uh, St. Joe central tonight. This is when we record this on Thursday. I assume they win that game. They're locked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would take a, a major, I don't want to say miracle, but it would take a major upset for them to get knocked out of that one spot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Lee Summit West, they're playing Lee Summit North. They beat Lee Summit North. They're probably not going anywhere because Ray Peck is in front of them and they got beaten by Ray Peck. So they mm-hmm. can't jump them. <laughs> Even if they do it in points, they'd flip back around. So th- those are, th- that's the other thing too. And in, in the Missouri has is the head to head. If you've beaten someone, you start at the top. So if the two seed had beaten the one seed, the two seed, yeah. switch. Um, and then Kansas only it. factors that in if you're the records the same. Yeah, and then the points are only factored in if the record's the same. There's no head-to-head. Then they go to points. So you know that's that's a situation there, the head-to-head thing. And and the other the 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 fun thing about the head-to-head is people like, oh well, we're the four seed and we beat one, two, and three. Well, no, you only get to move one spot. You're not yeah jogging on up the ladder. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You only get that one spot. So um, it used to be that when they first did it, you had to appeal to the Mm -hmm. rest of the district. And they had to vote on Saturday morning. Oh, finally, my gosh. Finally, they just made it automatic. We start at one. <laughs> if two beat one, they go. We go down to three. If four beat yeah. three, we go. And so they did it that way. And um, sometimes you see some movement, and, and uh, it'll be interesting. 
and uh, you know, you see teams with a higher district score playing on the road, you know, than they did. But like, yeah. you got you got beat on the head to head, man. You got to yeah. That's a good that's a good factor there. Um, let's talk about last week first here, Dion. Um, I felt like we thought we knew a lot of stuff in high school football in Kansas City, and a lot of that that we thought we knew last week was maybe proven wrong. Uh, one that Odessa a can lose. I think we maybe thought. Uh, the Bulldogs would go down maybe to an Oak Grove or a center. They survived those tests, but then they lost to Excelsior Springs, ending a, what, a 30-plus game regular season uh, win streak? I think it was 31 out of – or 31 in a row and uh, 43 of 44 or something like that or 46, 47 altogether. They hadn't lost a regular season game since uh, the 2017 season. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a long streak. They were a thin team in terms of depth to begin this. They already don't have a whole lot of numbers yeah, like out. 30, 30 some, 30 kids some. On, the, yeah. on, on the team. And they lost their quarterback about a month ago. And then I was getting text messages during the game from uh, the very nice lady who sends us photos and video uh, and said, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't sent this much. I've been helping the trainers. Oh, no. <laughs> because there were kids getting hurt. And, and Excelsior is, is a team that's, uh, you know, a split back veer team that will run option at you. And when they get the lead, they run, they run, they run, and they're hard to come back on. And they're a good football team. Excelsior Springs. Four and two, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's not like they lost to somebody. I mean, we could kind of maybe see it coming, uh, and that was kind of their last hurdle. They got Harrisonville this week, so there's another uh, Harrisonville team that I have no idea who they are or what they are. I don't know if they do. Um, they, I, I know. They it uh, depends they, on the week. Yeah, they and then they, you know, they, they can't run the ball now, and, and they're, they're hit and miss. So, uh, you know, I, I think Odessa is still a pretty good team. If they can get healthy over the next couple of weeks, because if they, they should end up still get the number one seed because they beat center, they'll get a week off. So if those guys aren't too banged up, yeah. they can get through this week. Because even if they lose this week, center's still right behind them. <laughs> so they, center's, you know, they've got the, even if they drop down the, the, the two spot and center's the one, they're still going to get that week off. So uh, it should be, it should be a pretty good chance for them to get healthy. But yeah, no, Odessa did go down and uh, yeah, what a great run. I mean, I, you know, they could have, you know, without COVID last year, they could have won back-to-back state championships. Um, mm-hmm. They were in position to maybe, you know, they lost to Maryville two years ago, and Maryville went on a one. So they've been one game away and a, and a you know, busted playoff away from three straight state championships, which says a lot about that program and Mark Thomas. Now, a few weeks ago, we thought over in Kansas that Blue Valley North and Blue Valley Northwest are maybe the kings of the east side in 6A. Yeah. North dropped some games, but one was against, you know, a very good uh, Lee Summit North team and then a couple others. But Blue Valley Northwest was undefeated. The Catholics rose up last week out of the EKL. Uh, they're Dion and St. Thomas Aquinas knocking off previously unbeaten Northwest. And then St. James, what a, what a like, uh, undertaker out of the coffin move they've made these last few weeks. They take down North, and they're on, like, a four-game win streak. Well, they didn't know what the end zone was, St. James, in the first three games of this or four games. Now they do. They now they do. Four. Now they're hanging 35-40 on everybody. Um, Jackson House, a quarterback, and you know, Tyler Claiborne, everybody knew about. And they've got this other receiver, Neeson, I think is his name. And and he's been a huge, he's a huge tall basketball player that they, you know, Claiborne getting double teamed for four weeks. Open, you know, they figured it, everybody else kind of took their time to figure it out. A lot of guys who had didn't have varsity experience, and now they've got it figured out. They're actually kind of more – I'm not going to say they're more athletic than they were last year. You're talking about uh, the, the tailback they had. They had the team. They had the running yeah. back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, James White and all those James. guys and, and the, the quarterback is really good. Jackson House has done a good job this year uh, coming in for Dakota Burt, but uh, they're bigger. They've got bigger guys and they've got a lot of juniors and sophomores that are playing on this team. So this is a team that's set up to go a long way. Uh, you know, Blue Valley Northwest, obvious little bit of a letdown, um, maybe against the St. Thomas Aquinas team. Uh, there was a text message on, not a text message, a tweet um, late Friday night, early Saturday morning from a Aquinas adjacent person who said, that's not an upset. Well, I'm sorry, Aquinas, you lost four in a row. They were undefeated, ranked number number two in the state. That is yeah. upset. You upset. They, they just come off a beating from uh, Blue Valley West. Blue West, yes. They didn't, yeah. yeah, they scored one touchdown. Now, what Blue Valley Northwest did is the cardinal sin against St. Thomas Aquinas. Do not get down two touchdowns. Don't, don't get behind. St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> don't get down two or more scores to them because they will make it impossible for you to come back. And that's what happened. And they, they tried. They kept they got close a couple times. And then they just never, you know, you don't get the ball enough to do that. I mean, especially this year. There's With, with Tank Young not being there, they don't have as many big explosive plays. They just Sean Carroll and Matt yeah. Ford you to death. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, there's a third guy too. The other running back they have is a really good Rizzy. Rizzy yeah. yeah. And they, and they just, they just pounded at you until you can't, you know, you just can't get the ball back and, and you may stop them and make them punt, but they still held it for five or six minutes. And, and sh- shout out to the uh, Aquinas defense. Cause this was actually a 16 to 14 Northwest game at halftime. Yes. And then Aquinas shut them out. Uh, the second half now. And they've got a really There's only a few down. possessions because all they were doing is driving down the field, but good on the uh, Saints defense. Yeah, and they've got they've got that outstanding defensive line, and they kind of flex their muscle a little bit in that game. And and I think, I think that you know I think Northwest will be fine. I think it says a lot about Aquinas that, that they're not dead yet. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely a force. And as a Millbound and that's one of the things you talk about the Kansas playoffs. It's like it's it might not be enough to be the one or the two seed, right? Um, if 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 you've got like an Aquinas lurking at an eight or a nine or a ten or yeah. something like that, yeah. Well, and, and there's uh, Miege and St. James play this week, and they could turn right around and play the. I was going to say they'll, they'll play they'll play again. You could hypothetically, in my mind, have the three best four A teams in Kansas play each other first couple weeks, weeks, and and then never see anybody else again that's at that caliber because Baser at the one seed, which they should get, uh, may have to play the winner of Miege St. James in the second round, and after that, I don't. You know, there's some nice teams out there, but there's not there's not anybody that just goes, Man. oh wow. I'm just, and I'm and just next gonna year it. you're going to inject um, Aquinas into four A. Oh boy, yeah. oh boy. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out tonight. I'd like, uh, I mean, I know that uh, you as a, a Mill Valley patron is or, or scoreboard watching on Friday night and trying to figure out all that stuff. I'll just I'll just click on the key show in the brackets. Put out. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a lot of times it's easier <laughs> trying to do the math in your head and right. Um, but that's one uh, thing I will no. say is Keisha does a does a much better job of getting their brackets out on Friday night after it's over. Yeah, they they good. have a they have an easier way to break ties and and uh, you know they don't they aren't doing math behind the scenes like Missouri yeah. is for district points to get things settled. Also, everybody is pretty much done on Friday in Kansas, where there are teams that still play on Saturday in sure. St. Louis and that you, you have, you just have to wait for those games. Well, and I'm excited too. remember last year, uh, there were a lot of teams that had buys that for a lot of the better teams over in Kansas had buys last year in the first yeah. round, because there were a lot of teams who didn't play uh, because of COVID. I think in five, a, there were like maybe five teams on the East side who didn't mm-hmm. play. So the top five C's got by now we're just, we're, we're continuing on with, uh, with football across our fingers. Yeah. So. Missouri. In class six and class one, there's pretty much eight teams, districts, and every single one. And in uh, 
class one through five, there's there's a few 18 districts. There's a lot of 17 districts and some 16 districts. And I think, and I th- th- there's one locally, I think that yeah. was a 16 district and I can't, I'm totally blanking on. And there may be um, somebody, maybe the district that Clinton was going to be in. Yeah. It's like a five team district now. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, we talked about, um, you know, St. James maybe getting that championship swagger back, you know, the defending state champs and everything. Are, are we seeing the same thing with Ray Peck? You think they're kind of, Getting back after some some losses, kind of getting back uh, to that championship swagger. Well, let's put it this way: um, to quote Liberty North coach Greg Jones. He said going into their game, he goes, "I feel like I have the better team in terms of depth, and they I think they've proven that." He goes, "When they played Ray Peck, he goes, they've got the best player in Jaden Doss." Yeah, Jaden Doss touched the ball. Yeah, but five carries for a hundred yards and three receptions for sixty yards. And scored two Mono up those targets. Mono up those targets. But they've also got a, another good receiver, Jaden Reeves, who had two touchdowns in that game. Dombrowski, their quarterback, is playing a lot better. I mean, he was like six of ten for two hundred yards, and he had almost a hundred yards rushing too. They are figuring out how to get teams off of Doss, so that when Doss does get the ball, it's a big hit. I mean, if he only touches at eight and he scores two touchdowns, yeah, you know, or two or three touchdowns, then you're 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 maximizing what you're doing with him because you're also getting the ball to other people and you're scoring and they they've just handled they were down 10 nothing liberty and won 41 to 10. Yep. So they they look like a team. They've got Park Hill this week. They've got a good test going out, but man, if you're in that district with them and they're sitting around the 4 seed, yeah. You, you probably I you, that's another thing. Do you want the 1 seed and have to play Ray Peck in the second week or do you want to be 2-3 playing, you know, a Rockhurst or or somebody like that? I'm that's, telling you, just the uh... The the way the states do it, maybe they're flawed a little bit, but it makes for so much intrigue on the last Friday of the regular season. Yeah, because like you said, maybe we'd rather be a two seed than a one seed in some of these situations. Yeah, and Lee Summit North is sitting at the two seed behind Nixa. Nixa has Carthage, uh, who's beating everybody down in southwest Missouri, is playing really well. And a lot of people think he's going to win the Class 5 state championship. Uh, so Nixa could be down, and then Lee Summit North and Ray Payne yeah. could meet up in the second week. So and Nixa and Joppa could be in that two-three seed. Um, What's up? Uh, yeah, let's talk Park Hill South here. Undefeated still. Congrats. Yes. What a season they've had. We had kind of penciled them in for being undefeated, and they'll probably beat St. Joe Central, I would think, this week. But they go to overtime with, what, the third-best team in Lee Summit last week. What kind of legs do the Panthers have on a, for a run in the playoffs here? Well, I think that Lee Summit's a pretty solid football team. Their schedule hasn't helped them. They've beaten everybody they should have beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're playing their best football. That's a – that's a team in that district too. That's a team. If you're Joplin or Nixon and you're in that six, seven area where Lee summit is that you got to be careful with them. Um, I think it's a good sign for Park Hill South. They lost Briggs Bartosz, their outstanding tailback a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, they, they, is he coming back? Do we know? I, I, I think I heard surgery. So he's probably not coming back. Odeker has stepped in. I think it's Lucas Odeker is his name has stepped in and done a pretty good job. But what has happened the last few weeks is Nathan Rico, their quarterback has really stepped up his game. And with Moody Rubin out there as a receiver, um, they they really are, are even more balanced than they were before and dangerous that way. So they've kind of had to shift their focus a little bit. Um, their defense is, is really still very good. And, and, and I think that that's what they're going to need. I mean, they're going to need their defense and it's going to be tough for them. But, you know, they'll, if they're the one seed, they're going to get Blue Spring South. They should be Blue Spring South, uh, who, who's kind of undermanned in class six. And I think that uh, – the, the question is going to come when they play that that four or five game, you know that whoever comes out of that four or five game but no park hill south yeah. got tested passed it and uh that looked like they're ready to go 
Um, all right, let's get to the REMAX big three games of yeah. the week this week. Let's stay on the Missouri side. We've got Grain Valley and Belton. What intrigues you the most about this one? One versus two in the district. Winner winner gets okay. the district. I mean, and and the other one's the two seed, and we'll probably have to play Raytown in the second round. So you want the one seed. You want to be at home. I don't know if you're Grain Valley and you think you're good enough to go win that district and you don't want to go to Platte County, then maybe you want the two seed. But <laughs> you, yeah. definitely want to, you definitely want to get that win. Grain Valley's defense has been outstanding lately. Uh, you know, they, their last loss, their four out of the last five, their loss to Fort Osage was a close game. Their Nine to eight. Who's a very good kicker, um, goes to kick off, and they're like, don't kick it to Lorenzo Fenner, who's probably the best returner in the Metro. He slips as he's going to kick the kickoff. Oh, no. And it goes to Fenner, and he runs it back for a touchdown. Lose by oh, wow. <laughs> so the defense really didn't give up. No, the defense didn't give up. Uh, and, they're, and they've been doing that last week. Uh, they gave up 14 points to Raytown, but really in the second half, uh, really harassed them. And in fact, um, Coach Harold Wamsgans, who does my show radio show with me, said that Raytown's quarterback thought he was Patrick Mahomes and could just run around back there and find somebody. And they kept having like 10 and 15 yard losses because Grand Valley's defense just pursued so well. Yeah, he's like they're athletic, they're physical, that you know they're quick to the ball. He goes, they're talented at every single level, um, and that defense is really good. It's it's funny. Uh, Grain Valley's offense was really good last year, and their defense was good enough to win that district title and, and, and play a tough game at Black County and lose for the second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, but they their defense this year is – and Black County is the same thing. They usually think about them as offensive quarterbacks. Their defense is uh, shutting people out. And, oh, by the way, the only team to hold Smithville under 30 points this year is Platte County, and they held them to 20. So yeah. that says a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I think that Grain Valley-Belton game is going to be good. Greg Lyles is outstanding. Javon Miner, they got some good talent. At, at uh, Belton, they had a couple losses in there to Fort Osage and to Raytown. Their offensive line was a little banged up at that time. They're healthy now. Todd Vod's teams always play well at the end of the season. I wouldn't be stunned to see this as the first of two games between these two teams, uh, and it's a fun one. Yeah. Um, all right. Lee Summit North uh, hosting, rather going to, going to Lee, Summit Lee Summit West. So you've had West take on some big boys and have some close calls, right? I mean, the Liberty game was close. Ray Peck game close, Rockers close, all losses. Could they get over the hump against the rival here? You know, when they score points, they win. When they don't score points, they lose. It's that simple. I mean, and they're going up against a pretty good, tough defense in Lee Summit North. And, you know, hats off Lee Summit North, man. They bounced back to their loss of Liberty North by shutting out Park Hill. Yeah, good that was impressive. Scored some points. So, you know, Lee Summit West has struggled with offensive identity at times this year. And I think at one point they were playing three quarterbacks. Uh, if they can get points on the board – I think they've got a shot in this game and, and that will help them kind of go into the postseason with some confidence win or lose. If they could just have a good game and play well, because it looks like they're going to probably draw Ray Peck the first, first round of the playoffs anyway, and, and, and go to that game again. So they're, they want to go into the playoffs yeah. with their offense playing well. And I think this is going to be a big test. Point. Uh, and then lastly in Missouri, but not least, we've got a battle for the city. We've got a battle for Kansas city here, uh, Dion. Center and Lincoln Prep. Fittingly, this thing is at Lincoln Prep, so we'll see it on the blue turf. That's that's we've had some great matchups in the you know the class three, class four uh, range this year on the Missouri side. That I've I've been looking forward to one more than this one though. Well, they and they play in everything else. I mean, they're rivals in everything else. All the other sports they play each other. They just don't football because of their schedules and and who they have. And so, how'd this one come about? Well, because Clinton canceled their season. Thanks, Clinton. Appreciate it. The, the ripple effect of Clinton is still is still happening. 
Uh, and then center um, is uh, got an opening this week. And then when Southeast called it off after two weeks, Lincoln Prep was open the last week of the season. So they called each other, got it together, tried to keep – it was it was a game for a lot longer than it was announced. And then uh, our, our buddies over at Spectrum got wind of it. And we're like, we're broadcasting. And they said, like, okay, come on. Which, I, I mean, I'm curious to see how they set that up because uh, mm-hmm. um, they – there's no real press. I mean, there's a press box. that's like, I don't know, 10 feet off the ground. I mean, it's like a, a second story press box. There's not a, I'm not sure where they're going to put Wyken and uh, you know, in that, <laughs> that whole setup there, but uh, you know, sure what? The, can, the, the weather's going to be fine. Sitting, oh, yeah. Sitting outside. Yeah. I think it's Wyken Bo Richter. So it'll, they'll, they'll be fine there outside. That'll be, that'll be good. But no, what a great game. Uh, Lincoln preps undefeated. They got Windsor Cardinal Ritter in Maryville. Um, not that those, you know, there's the other parts of their schedule are good. Uh, they beat a five and three Pembroke Hill team. That's not bad either. Um, that's pretty solid too. So, and, and handled them down so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got good wins center hammered Harrisonville uh, took a, took the first half off against Odessa and almost won that game. Uh, and so, and there are only two losses is one point to Odessa and, and a five point or a six point loss to um, no, a five point loss to um, Basher Linwood. So yeah, it's uh, it's when you talk to DeLong and he tells you, you know, we didn't finish the baser game, he goes, we got all excited. We were up 21-20, and with about two minutes to go, we're like, hey, we got this one in the bag. And baser went down and scored on him. <laughs> yep. And he goes, and we weren't ready to play against Odessa. And he goes, that's on me. He goes, you know what? He goes, we, we figured out we got to finish games. And he goes, then we got Odessa, and we didn't start the game very well. So uh-huh. center is a dangerous team. I don't know if you're in class three, if you want to see them at all. No. They are, they are really good. They are talented. And they're playing with house money too, and that they know we got, we got, we got everybody coming back next year. Yeah, this could be seniors, gravy this year. Three seniors with two of them seeing some playing time, and the other one, the other one not so yeah. not much. So, but I mean, they're good leaders and they do a good job. But there's only three of them, <laughs> so yeah. And they're bringing everybody back, and they're bringing back quarterback, running back, offensive line. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. receiver, so it's key spots of guys who are producing big time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, over in Kansas, a big one over in Lawrence. You have Lawrence and, and Free State. It's always big. But now you have two. I mean, these could be, I mean, the second and third best teams in the 6A West, right, yeah, after they, after Derby. You have a Lawrence team with a huge win last week over Olathe and North. They've got two losses. You have Free State, who's currently tied for first in the Sunflower with Mill Valley. But, of course, they beat Mill Valley. So, uh championship on the line for free state not that you need that because it's a rivalry game this one should be really really good yeah and you know i i, I got some looking at some stats this week and jackson averages 133 yards rushing and 127 yards passing the, the, the kid is one of the toughest kids to bring down i mean he's Deneen. i mean he, he it, you're not getting him often with just one dude and he and he's he's consistent in that it's not like he throws for 300 one week and runs for 200 the next. Yeah. He pretty much puts up about 140, 150 yards a game. He is that offense. And, and he's been enough so far. And they've got, they've got a good tailback. And I think it's dash, is it dash Cleveland? Cleveland, Yeah. Yeah. He's a good tailback and they've got some good Jordan Brown is a good receiver for them. Jordan Brown, good receiving. Yeah. Uh, So they've got weapons, but he makes it happen. He talked to coach Stewart this week and he's like, he goes, yeah, you know, we call a lot of pass plays that end up with him running 15, 20 yards down the field. Yeah. He goes, we call a balanced game. Sometimes it looks a little different than what we yeah. call. 
because he makes things happen with his feet. So, well, it's they're two similar teams. Both these offensive lines are huge. D one guys on both offensive lines, good defenses, and you have the Bowen uh, kid, you know, Baylor Bowen over at uh, Clint's son at uh, Lawrence, and then you have Brown to kind of equal him out yeah. at uh, wide receiver, and then the two dual threat quarterbacks, very similar teams. And, and, and good defense at Lawrence that, that's going to test that free state offense. So yep. I, I really like, I really like Lawrence. I think Clint Mullen's done a good job. I think he's put his own stamp on that team in a short amount of time. They had a good identity under Steve Rampey, but they're a little different. I think they're a little more run. Uh, I mean, they, they lost a ton last year and here they are back again at five and two. Yeah. So. yeah. so, I mean, I think that's a, a good sign there. And, and uh, no, I, I, I like that game and, that's one of those games that I, I will get to at some point in my time mm. uh, is get over to one of those one of those games, either at Lawrence or Free State. They both have fantastic stadiums on their – Well, the stadiums are so cool, right? You got the stone seating and everything. They both yeah. look the same um, and yeah, uh, kind of an old-school yeah. look to both of them, yeah. Um, all right, down to four, I mean, Asia St. James already talked about it. It's funny how, like – I mean that that St. James upset last year over Miege to get to the to the title game in four A. How the tables have turned? What do you have a Miege team with just two wins right now? And we already talked about just just the role that St. James has been on. Yeah, and Miege they've been up and down. I mean, and, and that's that's the best way to put it. I mean, they could have won at Rockhurst. Um, they gave up fifty to Luther North last week, and, and that's yeah. a game I would have thought they won. I mean, Aquinas beat Luther North earlier in the season. Uh, but, but again, that was a high-scoring game, and yeah. Aquinas had to come back. I, I kind of a weird team, I think. I've seen them a couple times. It's a weird team to kind of prepare for. Yeah, uh, Lutheran North. Yeah, they, they are. And but Miege, I, I'm, I, if I'm Miege, you want to try and find a way to keep it low-scoring because I think if you get into a shootout, St. James can outscore yeah. you. And their yeah. defense is playing pretty well too. So uh, you know, I think this is the first time that you you would say they come in with St. James as a as a favorite. Um, or ever, yeah, ever. So, I, mean, I think, I think that's you know, and that's you know, that maybe John Holmes can use that and be like, Hey, we're the underdog here, we got to go out and play, play hard. And I, I think if and I'd have to look, I, I don't have it right in front of me, and I don't want to sit here and coach Ranky was saying that if the age wins, I think that puts that would probably put them both in the eight nine, yeah, and they play again. The St. James wins, I think they climb up like to seven or something like that, six or seven with that four mm-hmm. and four. I think that, that would move them up. Pretty That'd be crazy. I'd play back-to-back weeks. And then play yeah. baser probably. Then I, yeah. out. I, don't, I don't know who the bottom – I don't know who the 16th seed is in, in 4A, and I'm not trying to disrespect them in any way, but I firmly believe baser will win their first round mm-hmm. game. Uh, I feel they'll win this week and, and be the number one on seed and, and win their first round game. That's fine. Uh, all right. Lastly here, you know, in, in 5A in Kansas, you have the Mill Valleys, the Aquinas on the west side. You have the Hayes, the Mays, the Mays South, the Wichita Northwest, Bishop Carroll, Cape, and all these teams that think, hey, we can win a title this year. But there's only one undefeated team left in 5A, and it's Spring Hill taking on a Eudora team you probably don't want to look past this week. No, and, and Eudora, you know, last couple of years, I think we all expect them to take a bigger step forward this year than they have. Um because they got the they, they, they got, got a couple D one athletes, yeah. They got a couple D one athletes. They had a big win last year in the postseason, um, and their last two weeks of the season last year, they 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 had a a, a big win in their last regular season game, and then they had a um, I can't remember who they they beat. Was it? 
was it Piper? Did they beat? Let me, let me find that for you. I'm on my Preps KC the, website, by the way. Yeah, you can find it in a couple clicks. Only a site you could uh, click on. I think they beat Piper in the first round. They beat Piper 16-15, yes. And, uh, yeah, scored two two touchdowns, two-point conversions in the fourth quarter to win that game. And and they really – they they come out this year and they lose to Piper in a close game. All their all their games – they've won plus four games. A lot of close game. losses to some teams that have played Spring Hill tough. Yeah, and and you know they lost a one point game to Palo. Well, Palo is playing a lot better than it did early in the season. They've got it figured out. Um, and so I think that's probably the most. And it's and we you talk to Coach Hayden, you can tell there's frustration that they've been these close games and they haven't won them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that may have been the next step. I think, and the logical point is being in every game. You know, not getting your losses, not getting blown out, and saying, "Hey, we're here for four quarters, no matter what it is." And it took a hail mary to lose to Piper. They lost yeah. by one point to Paola. I mean, but, by the way, can we give a shout out to Piper? Who it's like, I mean, the, probably the closest games of anybody all year long in the metro area they played after beating Ottawa the first week, 56 7. Okay. They've uh, had a three point game, a two point game, an eight point game, a three point game, a five point game, and a five point game. It has gone down to the wire every time, including that walk off uh, touchdown, I believe it was against um, uh, Tongadoxy, right? Well, they had, they had a walk-off touchdown against Eudora. That's who they Eudora, had. that's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, hats off to our own Ryan Wallace, who uh, was, oh, that was right great. at the right time. He said, I didn't think they could get it done, but uh, I said, he told me, he goes, I said to myself, if I don't run it. Yeah, that's off to Ryan and uh, Ethan Walker for making that catch, and yeah. that, was, that was a big play. It, it, it was like it was thrown to Ryan. I mean, Ryan was in the perfect spot, and sometimes you just, you just get lucky and, and did it. But, uh, no, Piper's a team, when we talk about playoffs next week, Piper's a team you don't want to play in the first round. Four eight feet, man. Yeah. I mean, you got that top tier of teams we talked about, and then there's that that next tier that is just waiting to knock off one of them. That's why for Spring Hill this week, you've got to be careful because you know it's going to be close. If you can put them away, put them away. Don't get around with you, Dor. Yeah. Um, All right, here we're going to get out of here, but I want to throw one more. We we, we'll talk Simone kind of at the end of these uh, these episodes every week. Uh, Sam Van Dyne, the quarterback of Liberty North. I feel like we just take him for granted these last two years. All he's done pretty much one, right? Well, Missouri has recognized that they've offered him, um, and we'll see if he ends up going there or not, but that's a, that's a, that's a great offer, a great accomplishment for him. Where should he be in this, uh, Simone awards race? Well, you know, he's, they, they've spotted in the sophomore quarterback too. So, you know, there's, they've had a lot of blowouts and so he doesn't put up the, the big time. Yeah, he's never been a numbers guy. He's just no. been a guy that. Leads you to win. Yeah. So good. Um, his brother Jake Van Dyne was was a really good quarterback, and, and Sam's just got more talent than he does. He's a little bit yeah, better. and I'm, I'm remembering Jake too because he was the same way. Yeah. Jake just didn't make mistakes. Jake put the ball where it needed to go and knew where it needed to go. He just didn't make mistakes. Uh, but no, I, I think Sam Van Dyne's a guy. You know, I, I don't know if he's going to you know be a Simone uh, finalist this year or he may be next year before he does that because there's some other guys out there who are putting up some really nice numbers. We talk about Jack. So he's just a junior, correct? He's just a junior. Yeah. As as is most of that team, Class Six Missouri, get used to it. Liberty North isn't going anywhere. Um, but you know, you, you talk Simone's. You know, we talk Henry Martin. That's an easy one. Mikey Pauley. Um, I think you look at you know Trey Baker from Lee Summit North has has had some good yeah. games too. And he's a guy that, that they don't put up. He doesn't put up gaudy numbers because they they run it a lot too. Um, Jackson Ean, I think, is definitely in that conversation. Uh, so I mean, you know, wait, not Jax, Jet, Jet Denise, sorry, Jax, Jax, Jet, Jay, and Joe. Yeah, yes. The, the, so yeah, Jet Denine. So yeah, he's uh, he's in that list. 
you know what we don't really have is the is the tailback with the 1800 yards like we've had in the past Prince of Williams has been banged up a couple times right this year. right um he's got a we thought that might be a, a Reynolds kid right from uh Harrisonville Harrisonville and then he's kind of tail he's got over a thousand but he's really tailed off the last few weeks and they missed it they had a game where they they didn't fill their Clinton spot um and they got crushed by center where he only had like 30 yards in that game so um, and he didn't have a ton of yards last week against O'Grove o- 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 in a 12-8 win. <laughs> so the Harrisonville's a team you can't really figure out. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's there's some good tailbacks out there, but there's nobody who's just lighting it up 120, 130 yards a game. Um, Jaden Doss is a guy who – is he one of the top five players in the city? Sure. Yeah. He won the Otis Taylor last year, he so yeah. Otis Taylor last year, but he's only – like you know, he's not going to have 1,000 yards receiving. He's not going to have 500 yards receiving. But he's – maybe the best player in the city. So it's, it's just one of those yeah. years that the quarterbacks are putting up the numbers and, and they're probably going to be the guys who you look at as, as the top guys. That works. All right, Dion. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate the time. It's always fun. Thanks to you as well for watching this episode of Snap Tackle Pod. Have fun on Friday nights. We'll see you next time.